Okay, good morning, uh, good, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association, live from Newcastle Central Station on Friday morning. It's the 24th of June. Uh, we've just had two by-elections yesterday in the UK, uh, both of which the Conservatives lost. Uh, Liberal Democrats won in Tiverton and Honiton, and the Labour Party won in Wakefield. Um, Tiverton and Honiton was a huge swing against the Conservative Party, a 30% swing towards the Liberal Democrats. And in, in Wakefield, uh, the Liberal Party got back a seat that they've held for quite a long time. Since 1932, I think I heard somebody say. So that one wasn't unexpected. Tiverton and Honiton is a huge shift. It's a tectonic shift. It's an earthquake in UK politics. And Boris Johnson, although he's good at avoiding scandal, he's not very good at tectonic shifts. He jumped on, on board with Brexit, but you can't keep jumping on board the latest thing forever. And I think he's run out of options now. The Tory party will uh, take stock. They know he's an election liability because they've just been shown that he's election liability in the local elections in May and in these two by-elections. Um, and when the knives come out in the Conservative Party, they don't they don't mess about. They'll uh, they'll put something in place, and then there's a, a committee report due in October. It's a, a standards committee report, and if the standards committee finds that Boris Johnson lied to Parliament, misled Parliament deliberately over over the party issue party as in uh, drunken gatherings at Downing Street if they find that he's misled Parliament deliberately then he'll have to resign that's a resigning matter and it's, uh, there's no way even Boris Johnson can wriggle out of that one. so I'm going to take a look at a few clips they're about 15-20 minutes worth of clips starting with GB News I think GB News Might be a little bit of background noise here. We've got a bit of 10cc playing at the moment, but I don't think it's loud enough to affect uh, the audio. Should still be able to hear what's going on with these clips. So, starting with the by-election results. Tory seat you could possibly get. A hundred years of 
of Conservative votes here, wiped out overnight, that 24,000 majority gone in a flash to be replaced by a 6,000 majority to the uh, Liberal Democrats. There's a big victory parade planned for 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, Sir Ed Davey is now in town, that's the, the leader of the Lib Dems. He's going to be here with Richard Ford, uh, Britain's newest MP. They're going to be doing a victory lap of the town at around 11 o'clock this morning. Then they're going to be talking to the press too. So hopefully we'll be catching up with them both later on. But for now, uh, just a real sense of change here. The, the mood is, uh, as you can hear, the mood is quite uh, upbeat and jubilant here. Not so jubilant, of course, if you voted for the Tories. This is David Mellon now, also from GB News. And become, for heaven's sake, it's time for him to go. Yeah, but everybody's saying that and he still doesn't go. Yeah, but he won't go. He'll have to be dragged kicking and screaming out. You know, it'll be, you know, like one of those um, exciting historical um, dramas where, you know, the incumbent king or dictator or whoever he is is literally dragged. Well, thrown on a pyre, you know, it, he will have to go. In that sense, as Oliver Dowden grabbed him by the collar with his resignation, <laughs> grabbed him by the, yes, possibly by the collar. Look, Oliver Dowden is a nice fellow and he's a competent fellow. And his letter is a masterpiece of understanding. It, with, it speaks with dignity about the need for someone to take responsibility. It goes on about how sad he is for party work, etc., etc. It doesn't say it says he will continue to be a loyal member of the Conservative Party. It doesn't say anything about Boris. Now that speaks volumes. So Oliver Dad has put a match uh, to a bonfire. How many others will throw their brands, burning brands, on the fire? The worry about the Conservative Party is that it has lost its characters, its genuine people who are capable of giving leadership. I mean, when Margaret Thatcher ultimately um, knew it was time to go. She consulted her cabinet and a number of them went in to see her and said, Margaret, all very sad, but you've got to go. Now, does Boris have men and women of enough caliber to actually say that? But I tell you something, if they don't say that, I think the Tories are in real difficulty because you cannot really see Boris building himself back and the scale of the repudiation First of all, the turnout, 52%. Normally, by election, That was an interesting phrase. He cannot see Boris building himself back. So there's a build back better phrase already slotted in. Whatever the turnout was, the last general election is half that of the by election. Well, obviously, it wasn't 104% in Twitter than the previous general election. People made a special point coming out in, 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 in order throw an extra bit of fat on the fire. Right, let's see what else we've got. These are all quite recent. So they're all this morning, I think, all of these clips. Yes, sorry, just, just talking to, to voters here who seem to be absolutely delighted with what... Right, I've just played that one, so I'm not going to do that one again. another bit of uh, David Meller. How does it work then in the next cabinet meeting when Boris goes in and all the ministers are there sat around the big table 
who speaks up? What, what happens? How do, how do people um, express their views? It's a great, it's a great question. It's like that great story about Margaret Thatcher, supposed to dominate the cabinet. But when she was ordering a dinner to the cabinet, she said, I'll have beef. And the chef said, what about the vegetables? And she said, well, they'll have beef too. But... Is that true? Yeah, well, apparently. Or <laughs> oh, it's a good joke. But the point is, her cabinet was a much tougher group of people because, to be fair to her, she, people didn't have to be pledged everlasting loyalty to her to be in the cabinet. She thought she would do, do the job. But you see, Boris is a very different sort of cabinet. You can't imagine um, you know, Dominic Raab being deputy prime minister in any other cabinet. You can't imagine Vicky Patel being home secretary in any other cabinet. So how will these people react? You know, these are animals whose master, on whom they are totally dependent, so They've Boris, Boris will sit down and say, right, with, this is the order, this is the agenda we're going to talk through. And does anyone say, actually, Prime Minister, before we go into the agenda, can we just bring up the matter of? Does anyone have the courage to do that? <laughs> it's a very good question. My, as a betting man, I wouldn't bet the ranch on it. But I tell you, there is an inexorability about these things. And he cannot survive. The only problem is, well, I've given you the operatic analogy, you know. How many acts is he going to be lumbering around the stage, fatally wounded, but still singing his last aria, you know? Well, but point. it's too fascinating to talk to you, Dave. I'm going to tell him to shut up because we're out of time, but I just want to ask you one more thing. I never shut up. I'm, I'm not, 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 not going to leave. You will pay the price for it. <laughs> will, yeah. Um, in, in terms of those cabinet ministers who you see, they're all loyal to Boris, but they will also be thinking, won't they, well, if I want to get into another yes. cabinet with another leader, perhaps now is the time to, to act. prepare the ground. Yeah, yeah, you know, there are plenty of rats, and they're now looking, they're now aboard the sinking ship. I wonder if anyone, anyone else will resign today. Downs was crazy because, you know, it was not the usual meaning that there were rubbish and resignation there. He made the points with dignity, and he made the points, you know, so it wasn't a long letter, so, you know, even those of us who get bored with these things can get through it. But what he didn't say was so much more important than what he did say. And there was not a single word of tribute to Boris. This has been a safe, conservative area for the last 100 years. Uh, since 1997, the constituency has voted conservative, but way, way before that, it's always been dyed in the wool conservative. Um, and you were asking what the statue is behind me. It's Edward VII. And it actually says on the statue, Edward the Peacemaker. Well, <laughs> the people of Tiverton may well have made their peace with the way they voted, but the message that they're sending through to Westminster is anything but peaceful. Uh, it, uh, a real sense on the streets here this morning that something fundamental has changed. Uh, in the last few minutes, we've just heard from the Liberal Democrat campaign office. They're actually planning uh, to meet members of the press and members of the public just behind me at the, the clock tower there at 11 o'clock. And they're then going to go on a massive victory parade through Tiverton. So we will be there at 11. We will be live at 11, hopefully talking to Sir Ed Davey, who is in town, as well as the uh, Britain's newest MP, Richard Ford. So that's something to uh, bear in mind uh, to watch at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, Richard Ford, a very popular figure locally. He's an ex-army major. He's lived in the area uh, for many, many years. 
he's a very personable man, and that is part of what's happened here. He's been on the streets a lot, he's got to know a lot of people, and he's been a very friendly, personable, approachable character. And people here are perhaps unfairly, depending on your views, comparing that to Boris Johnson, comparing that obviously to Neil Parrish, the MP that resigned from here under uh, particularly unsavoury circumstances, watching pornography in the House of Commons, you know, it, it, the optics of that aren't particularly good and don't sit well in, in uh, what was a staunch, safe Conservative seat here. Um, so Ed Davey is saying this morning, it's time Boris Johnson goes, he has to look at this and go. Boris Johnson has commented from Rwanda this morning and he said, look, he is listening, he is listening, but he has no intention of going. But considering the scale, as you said, Stephen, the scale of that defeat here, uh, the question is how much longer can he really carry on? Okay, Jess, thank you. Yes, thanks very much indeed, Jeff. Thanks for finding out about the statue, Peacemaker, Edward the Sixth. Anyway, Anna Riley is in Wakefield for us now. Uh, it's called a Red Wall constituency that was probably lent to Boris Johnson, now been seized back by Labour, Anna. Good morning. Yes, that's right, Anne. It was the first time in 80 years in 2019 that the Tories got in here with a majority of over 3,000, but that's completely changed in this by-election. NHS worker Simon Lightwood, he has got a majority of 4,925 and has won this seat. There was a turnout of 39.1% in Wakefield. Conservatives came in second place. That was followed by Independent Akif Akbar in third and the Yorkshire Party in fourth. The Greens were fifth here, Reform sixth. And in contrast to Honiton and Tiverton, the Lib Dems were pushed to sixth place here. There was a lot of candidates as well vying for this seat, 15 of them. Now, speaking after the results, Simon Lightwood was quite scathing towards Boris Johnson. He said, Boris Johnson, your contempt for this country is no longer tolerated. Your government has no ideas, no plan to address big issues facing our country. He said that he felt absolutely over the moon about the results. And he said that the Labour Party in this area focused on the cost of living. And he said that people wanted a fresh start for Wakefield and that they would be rebuilding the Red Wall going forward and that Labour will be pushing forward in this area. He again said that the big issues here were the cost of living and that a lot of people were angry with the Prime Minister here over Partygate. I've been speaking to people this morning and they're saying it is no surprise that Labour got in here, but they're saying now they want Simon Lightwood to focus on the big issues for the area, cost of living, and they also want to see investment in this area as well. The high streets full of empty shops, they want to see it revigorated. All right, there you go. That's the last of the clips I'm playing. Uh, Lawrence, if, you, if you've got time, I don't know whether you've got time, because I know you've got to go to work on a Friday. If you want to call in for a few minutes and just have a chat for 10 minutes, you're welcome. Uh, I'm sitting in a cafe with a cup of coffee, so I'm nicely chilled out. I'm uh, contemplating the, uh, the slow demise of Boris Johnson at the moment. You know? I enjoy it. I like to see the, the Conservative Party ripping itself apart. It's one of my favourite things. I'm not going to make any apologies for that at all. Um, 
I've, I've been a Labour Party supporter since I was about 12, 13 years old, which would be what the, the 1970s miners' strikes. I was about eight, seven or eight when the miners' strikes were happening, nine. So the mid-70s. But I like I like to see the Conservative Party. Oh, let me turn my oh, let me turn volume down a bit. Hi, Lawrence, how are you doing? Hey, good morning or good afternoon, actually. Yeah, I'm fine. I just have very little time, but I just thought I'd just give you a quick uh, call. See what's up there. Yeah, that's good. Good, yeah, good, that's to good. Speak good, good to speak to you. It's been a while. I think I've got a bit of feedback going on. I've got a bit of feedback going on. I've got a bit Which means the conversation is going to be difficult. We'll do it another time. Yeah, no worries. Just uh, checking in, just to see how it's going with you, and uh, good to yeah, see that it, you're yeah, doing, doing all the right. I'm doing all right. Sitting, trying to plan, trying to plan. Really it is really sure so yes. much happening. I don't know what to exclude. Which is a nice problem to have. Nice problem to have, I like these short bits. It's it's fascinating. I mean, it's good material and. Nice to listen. You don't have to spend too much time, and yet you get loads of information. Yeah, I mean, I missed last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I missed but, last uh, week. Uh, there's so much politics so going on, and, and so much kind of industrial action going on at the moment that uh, it's probably going to be a political show on Saturday or political philosophy. I'll find a way to make it philosophical, but uh, it's it's very definitely a we're in we're in politics season in Britain, very definitely. Oh yeah. First up. <laughs> Keeps going on and on. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes for good material, right? It does. It does. It does. It does. I get to have a bit of fun. When the Conservative Party the starts, Conservative to, party starts apart, to tear itself apart, there's fun to be had. So I take advantage of it. Well, um, I'll um, try and catch uh, try and catch your shows when I'm yeah, right now. I'm busy, but the weekend. I'm not hearing you very well, Lawrence. It's uh, a bit uh, noisy, and with the volume yeah, down, I can barely hear what you're saying. Ah, uh, no worries, no worries. I'll. Uh... Oh, anyway, I'll just talk chat. Okay, we'll, we'll have to do it another time. I'll, I'll another be time. I'm around during the week at the moment. I'm still not working. People keep wanting me to take jobs. So eventually I'm going so to have to take one. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's uh, unfortunately the way things go, but... Um, it is. For now, you're... I'm going to carry on with some clips. I'm going to carry on with some clips. All right, man. Have a good day. I'll speak to you again at some point. Maybe Sunday evening. All right, sure. Have a good one. All right, man. Take care. All right, man. Take care. Bye bye. I'll play a few more clips, I think. There's plenty of GB News clips around the place.
Well, let's get back to that a little bit. too quiet now so let me turn the volume up again now there's lots of literature going out to get rid of the tories uh so there the thing with uh, tactical voting comes in because it was a case so there was a few organizations that sending leaflets out saying uh telling people tactically to vote for either labor or the Lib Dems to remove the tories and make a statement uh, well, two very different by-elections. We've got uh, the Wakefield with only a very small turnout of 39%, and Labour only needed a 4% swing there. So very much expected. There was no big surprise there, and not really a resounding victory for Labour. Uh, I was listening to Sir Keir Starmer's comments, and um, I don't think that's... Uh, you know, I don't think he did himself any favours in what he said there. It wasn't really true to home. Uh, but the Tiverton one is a completely different ball game. Um, the tactics there really shining through, and overturning a uh, a safe Tory majority to have a, a then into a, a Lib Dem majority of six thousand. That is seismic, as you were saying earlier on, and um, I think that could be difficult to turn over in the next general election. One of the really interesting points this morning is, of course, the resignation of Conservative Party Chairman Oliver Dowden. Now, I, I understand that the, the Prime Minister wasn't exactly expecting this resignation. It's a pretty uh, unexpected event that's taken uh, quite a few people by surprise this morning. Uh, what, what should we read into the resignation of Oliver Dowden? Well, I, I, uh, I was surprised as well when I turned the telly on this morning and uh, heard that he'd resigned. I'd seen a few different news reports coming through on my phone and I wasn't quite clear what the story was. I turned the TV on and uh, there it was, Oliver Dowden's resigned. Uh, and I probably wouldn't suggest that there may be one or two more resignations, but this is the time where the party needs to get behind the Prime Minister. Uh, a couple of weeks ago there was a, a vote and the letters went in against the Prime Minister and the party backed the Prime Minister. Um, I think should have waited till after the by-election, uh, the rebels, if they wanted to make a bigger impact, but they didn't. They did it early, over two weeks ago, they had that vote for the Prime Minister. He's now safe for another year. It's now time for the party to get behind the Prime Minister and move forward rather than arguing with one another. And anyone in the position that feels as though they can't do the position, step aside and let someone go ahead uh, and take the position that can take the party forward. And uh, this squabbling's got to stop. joining us Jeff I suppose uh, this was a pretty seismic result uh, the biggest swing of any by-election in, in living memory yes because certainly the word is for any hyperbole you want to mention unprecedented too whatever your political persuasion whichever way you vote there's no getting away from the fact that this is a, a catastrophic result for Boris Johnson 
worth pointing out it's also a catastrophic result for Labour that came second uh, last time around in 2019. And by my calculations, it looks as though they've lost their deposit this time round. So it's a bad result for them too, worth pointing that out. Um, there is going to be a, a, a victory parade in the in Tiverton in about an hour, hour and a half. Just to be clear, it was ta purely tactical voting. And uh, it's not a bad result for the Labour Party at all. It's a, it's a tactical vote to get somebody in who isn't a Conservative. Very simple. That's a good result for Labour. Last time, so uh, do join us for that. Ed Davey, Sir Ed Davey leader of the Lib Dems is in town, along with Britain's newest MP, Richard Ford. They're going to be doing a victory lap along the high street shortly. Um, people today are waking up uh, mainly jubilant. People have been talking to me saying, you know, it, it, it's long overdue. They're glad it's happened. They're glad they're voting the way they do. Um, but some people obviously, uh, obviously disappointed with the result, um, feeling that it's not the result that they wanted to happen. But whatever your political persuasion, whatever your beliefs, you cannot take it away from Richard Ford that he's run a very good campaign. Uh, he's a popular man. He's lived locally for many years. He's a very personable man, uh, a former army major. And he's had a lot of people that have never voted away from the Conservatives, never turned their back on the Conservatives, that have done that not just because of Neil Parrish and, and the whole murky way that he resigned watching pornography in the House of Commons, all of that, not just because of party gate and all of the, the ramifications that have happened as a result of that, but also because of Richard Ford himself. People are saying that, you know, he's a breath of fresh air, he's new um, to, to politics, but he's got people's backs. And that's the sense here that I'm getting from talking to people on the street, that Richard Ford has got people's backs. Well, we're hoping to be able to catch up with him a little later on when they do this big victory tour of Tiverton and Honiton a bit later on this morning. Right, so in this case, it's later, so interesting looking later on this morning is about 20 minutes ago. Democrats, so really. there's probably going to be some footage of that shows up shortly on BitChute as well. Uh, I'm going to wrap up at this point. We've done about 25 minutes, so it's about what I wanted to do with this. Um, I'll do another show later on this afternoon and catch up on some uh, fallout from the, the by-elections later this afternoon as well. Uh, but I'm going to wrap this one up for the time being. Thanks, thanks for coming in, Lawrence. Appreciate your, your support. Uh, I'll see you over the weekend sometime. Cheers, man.